Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vitology Podcast, and this is Ryan Paulson. And this is Josh Rose. Wow, thank you very much. And uh, and we're here uh, as a, this is a ministry of Emmanuel Faith. Um, one of our uh, one of our ways that we like to discuss important matters. I mean, we're we're going to talk through the message this last week, but but the idea of vitology is is really the study of life. I mean, that that's what the word means is the study of life, and and this is what this is all about is yeah. studying the way of Jesus because he is the life, the life, the way, the truth, the life. That's right. Amen. And so, uh, so that's what we do here every every week. Every week we can at least, and uh, and we absolutely, absolutely love the feedback that that you all at home they're listening in on the podcast or watching later on Facebook or uh, you know catching a little bit here and there, watching on YouTube. Um, we're so glad that you're doing that. Yeah. And uh, and I hear from Agreed. people who who love catching us um, live. In fact, uh, I've heard from some people who, you know, still they they were not in a in a routine yet because of all these sports and everything. We're slippery. We're slippery, yep. but that's okay because you can always watch us later. But some people really try to make it live. And if you're there, I hope that you come and say hi in the comments. Yep. Um, and we'd love you, to interact with you. You know what I just did? I What'd just shared it on Facebook. So if you want to share it, you can or do that wherever you're watching it. Uh, I like it. Give a share. I like it. And. Uh, so we 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 love that, but we also love it when people ask, uh, have, have a soda. Um, we we love it when you ask questions, um, and uh, and so we've actually got got some today, um, at least one, and yeah. uh, and we're gonna dive in there and uh, discuss some. But uh, how you doing? You know, Josh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, like like you said, still coaching baseball yeah. season. A lot of stuff going on in the church. We have our uh, prayer night, first Wednesday prayer night tonight, which yes. uh, I always get really excited about because, um, you know, uh, Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. Mm -hmm. And so I love that we carve out the the first Wednesday to to just seek the face of God yeah. and to worship together. So uh, I I love those evenings and I'm looking forward to tonight. I know. So. Yeah, I know. Just it's really good. We'll be good stuff going in on. the chapel. In the chapel tonight. In the chapel. And so it, there's still time to make it. If you're joining us live, you can uh, you can come here at uh, 6.30. 6.30 we'll be starting. And uh, that's that's part of the reason. That's really the reason we're here yeah. tonight. You guys, you're not missing a baseball game tonight, are I you? I will. You are missing two. one. Yeah. yeah you so, you know, you know, every now and again, you just is. have to. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's okay. Yeah. But uh, um, we're... We had a fun weekend. We did weekend, weekend number two in our indoors. newly remodeled worship center indoors. In fact, it's getting more remodeled every week. It is. There's. <laughs> we're gonna have uh, our all of our lighting will be in yes. for this weekend. It looks they're like so. Okay, good. Uh, good. So excited. They're they're, they're working hard and working hard. They are. I really really grateful for our team. And yeah, I, they're just doing wonderful stuff. It's and, amazing. No, that whole place. It, it every week they have to they have to clean it up for Sunday. Um, and then they, and then it gets all messy again during the week to, to get things going. And so it's kind of like a game where, uh, you got to come every week and try to figure out what they've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, some like the lights, you'll be able to tell if you, if you knew, um, because you'll see amazing lights. Right. Um, but hopefully you won't see a mess or anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you'll feel it. It'll, the, That's right. the sort of the ambiance will feel a little bit different and yes. it'll be, it, it'll be more of what we envisioned when we, yes. uh, 
sort of design the space. Yes. So, and and this last Sunday, we also had our first family fun day. That's right. So uh, that's something that we're going to do once a month for the next few months. And just we yes. just want to give our church the chance to connect with each other. So it, it, was, it was a blast. It was a fun time. It, it was, rained. It was hilarious. It, yeah, it rained. It, California of. rain. California rain. You know, it, it was like we were sitting in a big cloud. We're not talking about raining down sunshine. It, it was, <laughs> yeah. No, it actually did. It, we had a little, like, you know, wetness in the yeah. air. Um, it's hard to call it rain. Um, it, there was a little bit it of it. It did for a little while. And, you know, people, people got a little wet, but they stuck around. Uh, it was great. It yeah. was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, like you said, um, first, first Sunday of the month for at least, you know, for a while here, we'll be doing that. And uh, it's a great time to come out. Yeah. Yeah, so that was awesome. So um, we're talking about we're back in not so not so normal, not so new, not so normal, not so new, not so normal. Yeah, now and I love that because um, everybody's talking about the new normal, right? Yes. That we're going back to as if uh, all of a sudden that this newness is going to feel normal again, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and I think we're kind of saying you know maybe normal's not really um what we've been about yeah that's sort of the idea behind the series mm -hmm. it, it's that normal previous to covid even normal during covid i mean it's uh, it's fractured it, it's mm -hmm. broken and um and so the invitation that i wanted to throw out for people and that we did as we thought through this series together was how how do we invite some people to something better than normal mm -hmm. um and something not so new in the sense of this is the way the early church lived and yeah. So it's not new, but it's also, it, it wasn't normal then and yeah. it's not normal now. Yeah. And so uh, we're using that as a way to teach through some of the key movements mm -hmm. in the book of Acts. Yeah. 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 So the book of Acts and, and it is, it is amazing how applicable oh. this is to today. How, how um, the problems that we face, the issues that are going on in our world. Yeah. Uh, you know, it makes me think of the, the the um ecclesiastes right author of ecclesiastes says that there is nothing new, new. under the sun right yeah, and so yeah. here we are it is not so new you know what i, I want to do a series sometime josh um entitled cornering jesus or something yes. like um testing jesus where there's a number of times where the pharisees come to him and ask him questions and um if you read through some of those questions there's things like politics yes. and um marriage and divorce yeah. Um, and a number of issues that we still wrestle with today. Mm -hmm. And to, to your point, mm -hmm. it's like things haven't changed all that much. The things they're trying mm -hmm. to corner Jesus about and test testing him uh, on are still issues that are prevalent 2000 years later. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. I love it. That's a great. That would be a good one. Yeah, it'd be fun. Well, well give us your votes. What do you what do you want to hear? What what do you want to know about? Then then let us know. All right. Yeah. And uh, and so. Um, this this week, this last week, um, and I know you're already very well prepared for mm -hmm. next week already. But um, this last week uh, was the the second message yeah. um, in in this series, and uh, and we we're in Acts four, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, give us a little um, kind of big overview, and then uh, we'll dive in because I know I've got some specific questions. All right, Ooh, I'm things, to, things to talk about. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, th this message was really about how we see ourselves as a church, not as a uh, as a body in, in, as a manual faith, but as a capital C church. What? How do we fit into society as a whole? 
How do we stand out? Um, and at the very beginning of the message, I sort of wanted to take people back a little bit. So I started with this picture of, of Notre Dame burning. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to subtly suggest that Notre Dame burned a long time before it actually caught on fire mm. in the sense mm -hmm. that uh, it was birthed as a church, but it turned into a tourist attraction hmm. and that it had some power. It had some draw. Yeah. It had the ability to, um, to help shape culture at one point in time, but mm -hmm. it didn't have that anymore. Um, it, it just became yeah, like a tourist attraction people yeah. went to. Yeah. Now it's, be it was beautiful. Absolutely. Right. Um, Absolutely. have you been there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I it was gorgeous. Go before. I know. Um, but so I wanted to propose that when Constantine came to power in Rome, issued the Edict of Milan, mm. which allowed Christianity to be legal, and then 10 years later made Christianity the official of religion of yeah. the Roman Empire. So that's about 325. Yeah, that, I, I, I read 323, 323 in some places, okay. 324. Yeah. Sure. Um, that when that happened, the church tasted power for the very first time, mm -hmm. um, the, like social, political mm. power. And I think we we live in the wake of that Constantinian revolution, as it were, um, okay. so, so many years later, right? So um, we're used to the church having some sort of political influence, some sort of social power uh, that really was foreign to the early church. I mean, they, they would have never yeah. imagined <laughs> that they would have any social pull and yet, and yet they believed that they yeah. could have and did have uh, massive influence. Yes. And so I wanted to really tease out the difference between like a social power and um, influence in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I'm not down on having social power. In fact, like I didn't, I tried my best not to, to knock that. I, I would only suggest that that isn't the same as having influence, number one, and that having influence is better. Mm. So if we have to choose between power and influence, we, we should yeah. choose influence because that actually affects change yeah. in people's lives. You, I mean, because you know, having power gives can have give you an opportunity to influence. It can, right? It can. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes it's used that way, but it, from my understanding, is the the more more explosive growth of the church actually happened before they had a lot of power yes and and in at least the um the kind of growth that we care about too not just in you know not just in numbers mm -hmm. but in quality of growth yeah that there there was a quality there that you know you get you get stories coming out of um you know constantine who who yes he made it the official religion but it doesn't ever it doesn't seem like historically that he really um, understood what he was making um, in official religion. It, it's not like um, Constantine was all of a sudden a um, really great believer. Yeah, and I mean, there's debate about whether or not he did this as a as a it genuinely yeah. like wanting Christ to be front and center, or if it was a political maneuver to say, well, the church is uh, gaining influence, yes. and I want to sort of ride that wave yes. a little bit. You yeah. Know? So there's a lot of debate in scholarly circles about what his motivation oh, was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he, you know, he like baptizes entire armies. Yeah. As if that does anything, right? I mean, yeah. we, we recognize that that's not really the way this thing works. You know, you can't just say you're all Christians, right? <laughs> so, um, 
There's so, a great book about yeah. him that it called, uh, I forget, it might be by uh, Peter Lethart, but who okay. wrote, he wrote a book called Defending Constantine. Okay. And uh, it, huh. as the title suggests, it it's, has a little bit more favorable view than I All had right. read before about Constantine's conversion and his motivation mm -hmm. behind mm -hmm. making uh, Christianity the official yeah. religion of the Roman Empire. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard stories about her, his mom yeah. was a strong believer and things like that. So now yeah. okay. Now too much Constantine talk. That's not, I mean, but that, that does set up um, a key difference in the church history in a sense. Oh, that's a between before and after that. I, I feel like you have before Constantine and after Constantine, mm -hmm. and it is an important shift in the way that the church viewed herself. Yeah. And, and I think that you see that same shift um, in a sense happen in different regions mm -hmm. at different times. So mm -hmm. that's uh, a good let's point. See, you know, when, um, and, and in fact, you, you brought up areas in our in the world where uh, the church is growing a lot. Uh, in fact, um, I mean, you, we'll talk about Iran in a, in a bit as um, as a fabulous growth currently. Uh, China has been places oh, yeah. like that. In fact, you know, I, I hear the same things that the the more um, the more limited their rights are as a church, the the more they grow. And as soon as they get too, um, too comfortable, they stop growing. Yeah. And that's, that seems to be true. Um, I don't know about universally. I, I don't know enough to say that, but yeah. that does seem to be true. Yeah. Or yeah. And at least you've got to fight against it, I think. And, mm -hmm. and as churches, we've got to, we've got to work hard in a sense to not be, you know, not get lazy. Yeah. I mean, and Every organization and person has only so much uh, energy, mm. right? They have only so much focus, only so much that they can pour themselves into. So churches like the underground church in China, like the church in Iran, they're not pouring energy into defending their rights, which yeah. I, I'm not saying is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying they're not utilizing energy there because they don't, mm -hmm. that's not even a thought in their mind, just like it wasn't a thought in the mind of the early church. Mm -hmm. And so their energy is going more into becoming disciples mm -hmm. and like, trying to figure out what it looks like to live in his way with his heart. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's huge benefits to the church having rights, huge, yeah. but there, there is also energy necessary to maintain that. Oh, right? absolutely. Um, absolutely. And no doubt we would much rather have rights to yes. do the things that we're doing yes. to, to have a room where we can do stuff like this. Right. Yep. I mean, th that that's, it, it's, it's better that way. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, at least it's better for us. And, and I don't know. Um, this is where maybe, maybe there will be times when we won't be able to. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, we'll mourn that, but maybe, that's God saying, well, uh, I had to push you a little bit more mm -hmm. into some territory that you're just not. Oh, man, I was struck this week. So I was studying for my message this weekend, mm -hmm. um, and we're going to be in Acts 11, but it talks about, and it echoes what happened in Acts chapter 8, but that God used persecution yeah. to move the church. Yeah. And um, he, he had commanded them, <laughs> go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, mm -hmm. and they got fairly comfortable in Jerusalem, it seemed like, and it took persecution yeah. to drive them out. Yeah. So yeah. it says in uh, chapter eight, verse one, I believe it is that when Peter was, or sorry, when Stephen was uh, martyred, that the church scattered 
And as they did, so did the gospel. So did the gospel. You know, this picture of like God sovereignly yeah. continuing to work to move his church yeah. forward as if to say, if you're not going to embrace the mission willingly, <laughs> um, then I will help you do Man. that. And it's like they were saying, you know, they're, they're comfortable in Jerusalem. Well, we got one of the three, Jesus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you told us start in Jerusalem and, and, uh, and they might have said, well, you know, down the road. <laughs> but God's like, no, this is the time. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Deb here is, uh, or excuse me, Debbie, Debbie Hill. I'm yes. never, you know, maybe we should start calling her Debbie Hill. Anyway, um, how much influence um, do you think the church has? She's asking um, on our culture today. Um, how much should it have? Should the church ever be involved in political issues and how? Yeah, that's, that's a, a those are a very three good really good questions. Um, let me go from the bottom uh, yeah, and start sort like of working that. my way up. Uh, Deb, great question. Should the church ever be involved in political issues and how? And I would say absolutely yes, they should, because politics literally just means our our community life together. Yeah. So our our common, common life, life, as yeah. it were. Um, Polly. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's the idea. And so I don't think we can um, really exist and not be a part of it. Mm -hmm. We're a part of mm -hmm. it. The question I think she rightly asks is how, how? And um, that was another question that came up in response to this message was, okay, should we engage politics? And if so, what should be our posture? And I would just simply say the how mm -hmm. of our engagement with politics is a part of the message that we give. So as a follower of Jesus, when I engage with people politically that I disagree with, the way that I disagree with them is a part of the message that I carry yeah. about Jesus being the Christ. Um, I think all of the Sermon on the Mount applies to the way that we interact with people in regards to politics. So I love, I have to love people I disagree with politically that, mm -hmm. as a follower of Jesus. I, I'm, I have to, that's mm -hmm. part of my calling. I have to pray for those I disagree with. I, I have to um, actively work towards, uh, here's what my hope would be, is that Jesus followers would actively work towards solutions that are for the good of people. Um, hmm. And so that we would be people that can navigate the political tensions and say, what's the best thing for people hmm. here? Not, not, not platforms, but for people. Yeah. And because um, the platform if it's good for the platform, it's actually uh, good for power. Right. Not just, you know, because uh, I, I hear that a lot is that, that, uh, you know, in politics, uh, the best thing to do is the expedient thing to do. In other words, the thing that gets someone elected mm -hmm. or gets your party more power. Yeah. And it's, it, there's a lot of maneuvering and a lot of uh, compromise, um, moral compromise that seems to happen when when it's all about gaining power. Yeah. And it's almost That's a necessity in that world, right? Like yeah. You, you hear it sort of framed that way. Yeah. Well, you have to do this to get ahead. And I mm. think what we have to keep in mind, though, is while uh, being engaged in our common life or politics is really important, um, Jesus is ultimately who changes lives, who transforms lives. And um, while policies have an effect on our lives, the gospel has the ability to transform our lives. Yeah. And so I, I think we need to keep that in mind. And as a church, whatever our, our political platform is, and we talked about this a little bit, 
um, or convictions are, those should never trump, no pun intended, yeah. uh, <laughs> the gospel and the declaration of the resurrection of Jesus and our resurrection as well. That was the church's primary message through and through. And I believe it should be the church's message mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. And um, it's easy to get sucked into making our message about whatever the current event is of the day. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think the early church would caution us to pull back a little bit and to use our collective voice wisely to point to Jesus. Yeah. And so, but back to Deb's question, because, um, you know, individuals can be a part of, you know, and should be a part of politics mm -hmm. and the church is made up of individuals, mm -hmm. but should the church collectively as, as the church gathered in a sense, should should and how, if if we should, um, should they be involved in politics? Ooh, now that's a that's a different question mm -hmm. than Christians being involved in politics. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, gosh, Josh, that's sort of putting me on the spot. <laughs> well, uh, <and laughs> no, I because my initial response would probably be, well, the early church didn't think of it that way. Okay, so yeah, whether well, or not we should or right. shouldn't. Um, we don't have, uh, you know, chapter and verse of the corporate church saying, you know what, we need to really address Rome yeah. on some things that they're yeah. doing wrong. They were far more subversive, but this was, this goes back to their mindset. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a framework for the church having power. I mean, they would, they, if they would have spoke out about against Rome, they would have either gotten killed or people would have been like, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I, exactly. No, but Brian, <laughs> I think I think you actually did answer the question in the message because, and I and I think that this if we see politics as about power, right? Right now, it's 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 using power and in the best if we give you know politicians the absolute best uh, um, you know benefit of the doubt, then that power is about influencing change for good, right? Yeah. Okay, but we all we we all that's know an, that, an that's ideal an world. ideal world, yeah. right? Um, however, one of the things that, that you pointed out was that the church should care about influence. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if the church gathered together was to focus in on politics, then really we'd be doubling down on power. Yeah. Instead, I think we can focus on influence now influence to, uh, to, to affect issues and to care about issues, to care for the people hurt by uh, power or by all those things which the early church modeled exactly. beautifully exactly. for us yeah and so i i think that while i mean I, I think we need to um the way of jesus was not the way of power oh, right very clearly not and so i and i love that 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 the way that we go about it is our message well and isn't it right? interesting too that when they want to make jesus king Right. He sneaks yeah. out the back door. Yes. He's like, nah, that, that's not, not yet. I'm going to be king. Um, and yeah, you'll yeah, see. Yeah. And just, it, but actually not through power, through love. Through, exactly. Yeah. It was a different, it was a different way of getting yeah. there. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we can, I, I think we've got to find ways to, to care about the issues um, without, in a sense, caring about the power. Yeah, that and that's a game changer, isn't it? That's a different type of focus for for our energy. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it really is. It's a different way of of looking at the the this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And yet, um, that's the that's kind of the the 
the way that everything, uh, the way that that media, that news outlets, all those things, all of them, you know, whatever whatever sides, which is a weird thing to say sides on about news, right? It's yeah. not really facts. We realize that nowadays, right? Um, it's whatever slant it is. It, they're all pushing us to kind of take sides and to um, to to double down on on, on power mm-hmm. and creating power because they want power, they want that. And instead, instead, I mean, the, I guess the question: How do we, how do we have influence? Yeah, on those issues then, on the issues or on um, the people? Yeah, well, maybe that's maybe that's the answer. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, because both. Yeah, uh, we want we want influence to you know, we want this to be a safe a safe world, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, we want this to be a, a world that treats people well, right? Um, well, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the, I just sort of the vision of shalom, right? Yeah. That uh, God paints in the very beginning, huh. the kind of uh, I would say, how how do we do that? Um, I, I think you know, I always go back to the Sermon on the Mount as mm. the playbook, as it were, mm-hmm. for a disciple. How, how do we have influence? Uh, like, we, I guess we could start with treat people the way you want to be treated. Hmm. Um, I think we could branch into pray for those that persecute you, bless mm-hmm. those who curse you. Uh, I think we could talk about being generous yeah. uh, towards people. I think we could be people of our word uh, and let our yes be yes and our no be no. I, I mean, I think... If we said, and this is sort of like an Anabaptist type of a, mm-hmm. a slant, they would go, that's the canon within the canon is the Sermon on the Mount, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, they would sort of say, we don't want anything to do with politics. So that's that's, that's sort true. of an Anabaptist that's type interesting. of mentality. But yeah. they're going, let's just let's hmm. just live out the Sermon on the Mount. And that's what Jesus commanded us to do. And he said, we'd be a light on a hill mm-hmm. and people would see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. So I think that's the way mm. we do it. We we genuinely love people. Mm-hmm. We care about people. Um, I talked a little bit about some of the history of the early church. I didn't get to get into this a whole lot, but the way that the church uh, helped build hospitals and yeah. and was responsible for healthcare. Yeah. Um, the way that they would they cared for people in the midst mm. of plagues and brought them into their home to allow people to die with dignity because they said uh, we're not going to. Um, we don't fear death. Mm-hmm. So we're going to live. Um, the early church was known for a sexual ethic that yeah. went very contrary to their, to the world that they lived within. And it gave, it started to give them great influence. Mm-hmm. Um, it started to give them influence among, um, the poor who weren't mm-hmm. valued um, among women who were seen as secondary citizens. Mm-hmm. And when people were valued, they came to the forefront. They came to the church to to see what was going on, mm-hmm. and the church had influence because they really lived out people matter mm-hmm. and are valued, and they're created in the image of God. And so, I, I, man, I just think our playbook. I, I my hope is that the church gets back to the playbook is is the Sermon on the Mount, but really the teachings mm-hmm. of Jesus and as they're applied in the epistles and the New Testament at large. But yeah. And see, this is, I think those are, those are amazing things to highlight that, that are hard to argue with. Like, you know, um, uh, medical fields that are medical, um, the medical field, I'm meaning that, uh, modern medicine in a sense has been developed in 
uh, in parts of the world that have been under the influence of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the world, and and I know we're we're not there yet. We've got a lot of a way to go here, but the parts of the world where women are treated better mm-hmm. are the parts of the world where where Christianity has had influence. Yeah. Um. And uh. And and yet, um, <laughs> we still got plenty of room to go on that. And um. And at some point too, <laughs> the uh the rest of the world is teaching us things about mm-hmm. this as well about how to treat people. And that's interesting right now mm-hmm. because uh, Christianity is not known in America for being the, the people. Christians are not known for being the people that care the most about people right now. Yeah, and that's an interesting transition because Christians, a moniker for Christians used to be do-gooders. Yeah. Oh, those do-gooders. And, yeah. and and at times it could have been used sort of as a pejorative, but most of the time it was just descriptive. Like these, these folks just do good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what the, Whoa. when we look at, at Peter and John in Acts 4, mm-hmm. right? What are they, they're, they are, they, he says, if we're on trial for doing a good deed, if doing good, he's like guilty as charged. <laughs> we did it. We yeah. did it. We like, well, Jesus did it, but he used us, and that man couldn't walk, and now he can. So, mm-hmm. sorry, not sorry, mm-hmm. you know. And man, I don't want to oversimplify something that is complicated, and mm-hmm. and I, I I just want to give credence to that. It is. It, it's mm-hmm. hard to know how to engage our current cultural moment. There, there, it's difficult. But I do think that committing to love, like we talked about Sunday. Mm-hmm is the pathway forward it is the way of jesus and um i always say we don't get to we don't get to choose if we love but we can Mm. choose how and so as a church i think we get to engage with god to ask the spirit how he's leading us in our current day to be a a force for good and for love in our world Mm -hmm. for the glory Mm -hmm. of jesus ultimately yeah yeah i love you you uh you did bring up kind of three Three things that uh, we've got to we've got to continue. One is expect opposition, right? Yeah, and I, here's a reason that's important. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Please don't. No, no. yeah. I, I think I if we don't, I I think we're going to respond poorly when we're opposed. Yeah. Okay. You know. True. We're gonna we're gonna start to lash out. We're gonna dig our heels in a little bit. Huh. You know. But um, Jesus when he talked to his disciples, I mean, I always joke that he gave like the worst pregame speech of all time. He, he tells his disciples, you are going in like sheep among wolves. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I always joke, if I were a disciple, I'd be like, Hey, didn't you mix up your metaphor, rabbi? <laughs> yeah. Aren't we the wolves? And we're going to like go and ferociously yes. take over and yes. they're the sheep and we're going to be victorious. And he's like, no, it's going to be a bloodbath yes. and you're on the wrong end. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, Jesus was also the same one who said, you know, hey, come follow me. By the way, pick up your cross. Pick up your right? cross. Yeah, he was consistent. <laughs> and and not pick up your cross and go burn it. No. I mean, that would have been that would have been great. Yeah. No. So he tells them that, but then he also gives them huh. power to drive out demons. Yeah. Right. And so or authority, I guess, is actually the technical word there. Yeah. Um, to drive out demons. Mm-hmm. And so there is a an aspect of them having an, an an authority and a power and an influence, but them also not being 
loved mm-hmm. and just welcomed the red carpet as it rolled out for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for us to remember as, as a church at large in the mm-hmm. States that opposition is part of what we should expect as Jesus followers. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I love, uh, um, <laughs> I don't have this quote again. Here, I'm going to go back to C.S. Lewis, and I'm going to try to to say something <laughs> that he said uh, in words that he probably says it better. So you'll have to look this up. But but uh, C.S. Lewis, in in talking about, he's talking about politics a little bit. He's talking about this idea of expecting opposition some, mm-hmm. um, and it's about the issue of divorce. So in England at the time, apparently they were they were trying to create laws that would make divorce really, really difficult. Hmm. And a lot of the Christians were saying they should do it. And C.S. Lewis came out against it. Hmm. And, and I mean, I think that was shocking to Christians. Right. But one of the things he said is, you know, basically, why, why would we expect these, these people that are not Christians to behave Christianly? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we should expect them to oppose this and to, to live differently. And we should, we should have marriages we should live lives that are so very different. And, and you know, he talks about like, let's have other kinds of marriages, whatever that is, but ours should be so different that they stand out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the opposition that, that it, we don't expect everyone to just buy in and say yeah. like, or like, yeah, that's great. We expect, what you're saying is expect, expect to look different. Yeah. Expect uh, to be different. We are different. Right. <laughs> yeah, and should be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's the way that influence seems to have happened within within mm. the church in seasons where she's flourished. And I think of even the early church and how did they flourish? Well, they created a very subversive but different society. Mm. Right. It was. Uh, if you're with us, you're cared for. Mm. Um, you're you have enough. And it was it was so different from the outside world that the world looking in went, huh? Yeah. We want, they didn't, they didn't, um, legislate the Mm -hmm. change, but what they did was they created a better way Mm -hmm. and they invited people to be a part. And I think that's the, that's the way that the church has in really healthy ways had massive influence. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so just to be clear, see, um, so Deb here is asking a a follow-up question and, uh, and because I think we're being a little slippery. (laughs) <laughs> with with what what we're saying and and because this is a tricky one to to deal with politics um and and what's the church's role but she is asking wouldn't the church trying to influence politics cause dissension and disunity can okay, just to be clear um i i don't think we're saying that the church um gathered should be about politics correct um but yeah. it should be about influence yeah not necessarily influencing politics directly but there's a there's a bit of a roundabout way absolutely and that um christians should be involved in the political arena just like i hope they're involved in every aspect yeah. of society i hope they're involved in entertainment i hope that they're involved in medical i hope that they're mm-hmm. involved in you know you name it i hope that there are christians who are bringing their full self uh, as disciples of Jesus to the table um, in whatever uh, vocation God's called them to. But I think the church, capital C church, needs to, and this goes to our second point, uh, clarify the message, right? That our goal needs to be, man, we're about Jesus, Mm -hmm. him crucified and resurrected. And um, 
and so that should be our focus, not not necessarily on politics mm. as a big capital C church. Um, so yeah, I, I, I totally agree with Deb, the church trying to get, uh, trying to influence politics cause dissension and disunity. Absolutely. Um, and the church should be big enough mm. where that there should be people on both sides of the aisle or however mm. many aisles we one day have in the same church Yes, because they're able to be because of their allegiance to Jesus. Yes. They're able to be outside of their yes. party enough while having a foot in it, outside of it enough to be able to name where they feel like it's off yes. and to be a prophetic voice towards something better. Wait, 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 wait. But but you you don't mean like having, you know, Democrats and Republicans in the same room. Yes. Really? Yes. That could be really worshiping dangerous. Worshiping the same Jesus. Worshiping the same Jesus? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. Um because there's there's something more beautiful about that. Oh, um, I think that that's very that's redemptive. That's mm -hmm. a picture of I think and and but what both of them have to do, Josh, is they have to be able to say, my party doesn't get it perfect, and I'm a part of the kingdom before I'm a part of this party. Yeah, and that's really uh, you know the early church like we talked well like we've talked about they didn't have this sort of like quest for power because it, they didn't think it was possible yeah. or even registered in their mind as a possibility but we do see them being about the kingdom in the midst of a roman empire mm. but can we at least say their party is idiots <laughs> i mean can we at least <laughs> no <laughs> I'm, I'm joking but that that's that's very much our attitude. I, and I, I'm joking and I, I don't, it's not funny. I, I hear that from, from people in our church. I hear joking and um, comments that are, um, that are downright terrible about yeah. the other side. Yeah. As if, you know, we don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. And I, the unfortunate part about that, that, Josh, for me, is I think that when we do that, we lose the ability mm -hmm. to have influence which is the thing that we want more than power hmm. and to actually affect people's lives for Christ. And so one of my, like try, the lenses that I try to, to wear is, is this going to cause me to lose influence? Hmm. Is it going to cause me the abil ability to lose? Is it going to cause me to lose the ability to speak into somebody's life about who Jesus is? Yeah. And, um, if we write people off or demean people or build a caricature and and a straw man, then we eventually will lose the ability to have influence in people's lives. Yeah. And, and I, like you said, the quest for power often demands that we do that, mm -hmm. which means that if we go after power, Oof. we inadvertently lose the ability to have influence. Well. And that's exactly because of the way, I mean, what you said that the way, the way we respond. So whatever we do there, if we respond in, in, uh, in anger and in, in, you know, terrible words and put put downs and all those things, that way becomes the message. So mm -hmm. we become, we become people who, who belittle people, mm -hmm. right. Or who talk poorly about others who don't value other people or other opinions. And that becomes the message mm -hmm. of, of what we're about. Um, when a church can't get along, yep. <laughs> when the a church now, and this is interesting. What if the church uh, is just full of people that all have one 
one idea. What does that say about a church? Or one is it on one side of a political spectrum or, or something like that. I mean, that that uh, I it seems like as I'm and I'm just processing this out loud. That seems like it could be quite dangerous. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I, I think as we look back through history, um, we we see movements like that that uh, get unhealthy. I think of the church in Germany, right? Where mm -hmm. it's this, it's the church church sanction, sanction, sorry, the state sanctioned church, right. Mm -hmm. That is able to be legitimate yeah. and yeah. they're complicit within the Nazi, uh, you know, Holocaust. Absolutely. So that that's an example of a way that that ha can't has played out mm. over the course of history. Mm -hmm. I also think if there's no differentiation, I mean, that's essentially what you have in political rallies, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that that's sort of what you have. So the question yep. is what differentiates it from that. Mm -hmm. And like what differentiates us is well, Jesus and mm -hmm. worshiping Jesus and one some of the ways that he commanded us to live and to love mm -hmm. our enemies and to forgive people and to you know all these things that are very unpopular if you want to hold on to power mm -hmm. and, and you know and that's one and of inconvenient <laughs> yeah totally totally and that is one of the neat things um that there are um and and i and then people people uh get confused by this i i realize that but there are incredibly strong wonderful jesus loving bible believing uh, resurrection touting right people mm -hmm. who are resurrection christians um who we will we will spend eternity with that that believe the exact opposite and political views as you <laughs> i mean that's for all of us whatever they are whatever, whatever those political views are those views yeah. are yeah. yeah and yet and at the same time i think that that there are christians at the forefront of all of those of those movements of the, you know, I mean, I think of, uh, I think of everything, obviously there's, there's Christians at the forefront of the, the anti-abortion movement, mm -hmm. but then there's Christians at the, at the forefront of the, you know, of the, um, environmental, um, movements mm -hmm. that there are, are solid Bible believing Christians. Um, we often think that those are like opposed. Yeah. We, we can't, we can't do that. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that we can come together as a church and we've got, We've got people in the church, you, you know, universal. I mean, they may not all be here, but I know, I know people at our church that are, care deeply about both of those two issues. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that, that we're able to do a lot more together yeah. because of that. You know, we're, we've got people who are going after it in, a, in an awesome way. And I'm so glad that both of those are doing it. I know that we can't all give all of our effort to both of those issues or, you know, all the other issues too, but I'm glad that the church can't. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about those two issues, Josh? And yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you chose those intentionally or just sort of those are two issues on uh, sides of the aisle, but they're also both Genesis 2 issues, uh, right? The, yeah, uh, yeah. Genesis 1 and 2, I guess. Yeah. So Genesis 1, that we were created in the image of God, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. um, he created us in his image and likeness that every person has value, mm. the, including the unborn, that... They're being knit together in their mother's womb, mm. but in the image of God, which gives them immense value. Yeah. And in Genesis chapter two, uh, part of the original mandate given to Adam and then subsequently to Eve is to care for the earth mm. and to yeah. subdue it. And 
So those are both fundamental and foundational issues to what it means to be human. And you're right. They happen to be on different sides of the aisle. But as Christians, I think we need to go, well, what's important to God? And those two yes. things are very important to God. Yeah. Yeah. Through and through. I so. love it. I love it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so, uh, okay. But even though, even though we're going to have people who disagree, um, I think that that sounds like what you're saying is that there's something um, that I mean we need to value each other. Um, uh, you know, if you're out there and and you know you're on either side of this, like you're you're a diehard Republican, um, I encourage you to to be very very happy that there are Democrats mm -hmm. coming, not the other way around, um, but to be excited that that they could use their influence in that party mm -hmm. because I mean, wouldn't it be terrible if there became a party that just wasn't influenced by Jesus, you know, that didn't have That's anybody who cared about the, the, the way of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, that had his heart. Um, that would be a sad day. It would be. Hmm. It would be. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Josh. Hmm. Great hmm. point. Well, so in the expect, expect opposition, um, clarify, clarify your priorities. Um, you talked about an elephant. I did talk about it. That's right. I did. Yeah. yeah. You talked about an elephant. There's a great, I mean, great. I'm a classic uh, Cla illustration. It is, it's classic. I think it's uh, Leslie Newbegin pointed that one out okay, originally, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was a missionary in India. Yeah. And that was a popular um, analogy that kind of they a, used. Uh, yeah. Really, it's been a, an attack on Christianity. Right. On the ex exclusive claim. Which is so, so that, that's, let me take a little bit of sure, a rabbit trail here. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny that Christianity usually um, is the religion that's accused of exclusivity, <laughs> which guilty is uh, charged. Yeah, we do we claim exclusivity. Yeah. Uh, Jesus claimed exclusivity. Jesus right? so, claimed yeah. exclusivity. And, and so do we. Great point. Yeah. Um, but most religions have some sort of exclusive claims. Of course. And so it's like, well, these are just truth claims. And two truth claims that don't align with each other can't both be true. Mm -hmm. Now, they could both be false, mm -hmm. but they can't both be true. And so it's just, it's just sort of funny to me that so many times Christianity is uh, executed for claiming exclusivity and yet um, the people claiming or the people pulling, pulling the trigger as it were in the execution, make the exact yep. same claims. Yep. And, and you know what, you know, who else claims <laughs> a lot of exclusivity is, is, uh, people with, you know, purely atheists. I mean, scientific worldviews that are fully based on that. Absolutely. Absolute exclusivity. Yep. You know, the, they'll say things like the only way, the only knowledge you can have is through the scientific method. Well, um, that's very exclusive claim, it is. you know? <laughs> so, um, we're definitely not the only ones. Right. Um, and so that, that whole elephant analogy though, was like that, you know, the idea is that, that God is the elephant, right? Right. Is what they're trying to say. Th right. They are. And you come up as a blind, a blind beggar. Yeah. Come up and you, and you, you touch one part, you touch the tail. And, and describe it. And you, you describe know? it. And you say, this is God. Yeah. And so we build a whole religion around the tail. Yep. And then someone's got the trunk or a leg or something. Tusk. And tusk. Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, an ear. And uh, and that's that's what they're saying. As if yep. as if we're just getting a, a piece of it. Now, interesting. I think that the the one part of that that's it's that's interesting to me is that um, that no matter how much we have written, we cannot 
sum up all of who God is. Right. Like, that's and, true. And I think, and that's one of the things that uh, in Christian theology, we don't, we don't say that we have God figured out. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the same time, we also, um, <laughs> we're also saying something very clear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like Tim Keller's uh, um, kind of quip at that, right? That, yeah, he essentially says, in order to make the claim that all religions are just touching one part of the elephant, you need to be able to see the whole elephant yes. to make that claim. Yes. And essentially, you are claiming the kind of exclusivity that you're saying doesn't exist. Exactly. And so most great. most of the times when <laughs> the discussions go uh, along those lines, that seems to be the case. The people yeah. making the strongest point against it are actually utilizing the same tactics yeah. to make their point. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted to make the point Sunday that um, uh, Peter very clearly says there's salvation in no other name, no other name given under heaven by which mm-hmm. men can be saved. And that that's the teaching of Jesus. I'm the way, the truth, and mm-hmm, the life. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible would not say that all roads lead to God. No. I do think, though, that it would make the claim that people on all roads can be mm. uh, can meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, there is no salvation outside of Jesus, and yet Jesus meets people in all sorts of different situations. Yes, and we and we hear stories of that. Oh my goodness! Yes, of uh, I mean, this happens all over the world, seemingly, where where people are pursuing um, pursuing Allah, Mm -hmm. and they're pursuing the God that they've grown up knowing, right? In a sense that they've been taught all their life, Um, this is the only thing that they've known, and they start having these dreams, yeah, and where they they see Isa. Mm-hmm. You know, they see Jesus. Yeah, oftentimes they'll refer to him as the man in white. Oh, <laughs> that's a common. I mean, that, that is so cool. Yeah, that's a common phraseology that you'll hear. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. And he's usually inviting them to follow him. Yeah, yeah. That's that is so neat. And sure enough, um, th- we we know of these stories because they do. Yeah, they do, and they they start movements of, of churches um, because of a, a dream like that, that, that Jesus is still pursuing them. So I, I like the way you said that no matter where they, what path they're on, um, we, we, we shouldn't give up hope. Right. And, and, and the truth is we don't, we don't know what God's doing in their life. Right. We don't know um, what's gone on in there and what he's going to do in their life. And so uh, we've got to, um, we, I think that, I think we're, we're people of hope, right? And so let's be hopeful to be, uh, that they will be reached, that they can be reached, that if, um, if we can get there, let's mm-hmm. do it. And this is why we support missionaries and Bible translation and all that stuff. Yeah. It is so very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we do that because of love. Let's, right. you know, commit to love is our, is our challenge. Yeah. I, and I just, I, I like the the combination that Peter brought in Acts chapter mm-hmm. four of a strong gospel proclamation that Jesus is the only way mm-hmm. and coupled with um, take my hand, rise up and walk. Yeah. And it's, it's not either or. It's not just let's meet your physical needs because you have genuine needs that Jesus cares about. And it's not just here's the message and respond to it. Mm -hmm. It's both. It's Mm -hmm. 
eyes up and walk and let me tell you about the Jesus who's healed you. And I love that. And actually that, that the devotion I wrote this morning is about that very mm. thing about how, how people argue with ideas all the time. And, and that's one of the things I love. And that's, I think that the point of this is that, um, we're not just a, a religion about ideas. No. Okay. We've got some good ideas <laughs> and, and, uh, the best ideas, um, yet. You, you can argue with ideas and even really good ideas. Um, those people, those religious leaders that were there and saw all that, um, most of those probably went to their grave arguing with the ideas. Mm -hmm. But I love there's a statement in there that says that, that they had nothing to oppose. Right? Nothing no, to oppose nothing, them. They couldn't, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't say anything about it. What are they going to argue with when there's a dude standing right in front of them that used to be, he's <laughs> like, used to be lame? He's now like, I he's, don't know, you guys. He used to be crippled. Now he's walking. Yeah, you, you can't argue with that. No. So you can argue with ideas all day long and, and people always have some sort of hang up, but you just can't argue with a, a good deed yep. um, with being healed like that. And that's, that's powerful. I think the church bringing both of those together mm. um, is the future of the church. And right now what you, I, I think you sort of see this, um, duality, right? Where you have some churches that, in my opinion, um, have fairly weak theology, mm -hmm. but have a strong social push. Some people would uh, call yeah, it just yeah. the social gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other hand, you have churches that have strong theology, but don't make a big difference in their neighborhood or their city. Mm -hmm. And I think the early church really married those two things. They didn't ever... Um, create some sort of dichotomy there. Mm -hmm. they, it was it was about both of those things from the very beginning. And I think the church of the future will be the church that reunites mm -hmm. good biblical theology and, and, you know, willing to say Jesus is the only way and to be willing to say, um, take my hand, rise up and yeah. walk yeah. in all sorts of different ways. Yeah, I, I think so. Because, you know, I hate to say it, I. I think that uh, the one that has a, as you, as you know, as you said, they have a perception that they have a strong theology. Mm -hmm. um, if, but if they're not doing anything, I, I've got to just, I don't think their theology is as strong as they think. Probably. If it's not yeah. causing them, if it's not compelling them to to be in the world, to care yeah. about the lost, to, to, to care about people. I mean, James would say faith without works is dead. So, and so the, um, I, there's, there's deficiencies on, on both sides and there's deficiency in theology on both sides. Yeah. Um, and in the same way that the, the church that, you know, may have a, or not care as much about theology, but is out doing things. I think there's a theological issue there that, that they think somehow that that's going to save them. Mm -hmm. or that's what salvation is about. And that, that's not exactly it. Yeah. And yet there's a there's there's a middle ground there um, where it's actually better theology. Mm -hmm. And and I, I love that that's that's what we're going for. Sort of yeah, marrying both of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Wow. That that's a church I wanna I wanna go to. Me too. Let's, let's me too. Let's find that church. Let's be that. Let's, let's be, be that. that church. Yeah. Let's be yeah. that church. All right. Yeah. Um, well, you guys, um, let, let's. We're not that church. Uh, we want to be that church. Okay. We really, really do. You we're, know, I think every hard. church is every church that's honest is going. Man, Lord, there's some areas we can grow, and we're on that journey mm -hmm. uh, as well. And 
that take it seriously because we believe that Jesus wants to not only do a work in us, mm-hmm. but also through us. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, and I know there's so many out there. You're joining us out there. You want to be a part of that church. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep we're going to keep trying. Um, we're going to keep working together. We need we need you. We need each other uh, to do this well. And uh, and we need to learn how to how to live the life that Jesus called us to live. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is about. This is what we'll continue to do. And uh, we're so thankful to to spend this time with you. Thank you for for listening in. Um, as always, we, we love your questions. If you want to if you want to follow up on anything we've said um, t- today and past uh, in anything you just want to talk about, hear about, um, send an email questions at efcc.org. Um, and, uh, and we'd love to, to figure out a way to work that in. All right. We will. All right. Yeah. Well, Josh, thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. You guys have a great rest of your day.